we live in a society where we judge people based on their conditions, based on how they're born, based on how they live. We live in a society that we treat people because of how they are born, because how they are live, because how they look. We get caught up sometimes because someone is darker than us. We talk about their complexion. If they're lighter than us, we talk about their complexion. If their hair is not as straight, we talk about their hair. We talk about their size, if they're bigger than us, if they're smaller than us. Some of us get caught up with that expectation. If I was just a little bit taller, if I had longer hair, if my hair was just naturally straight, I think my life would be better. And oftentimes, because people label us and treat us because how we may look, that, that becomes who we are. They call you ugly for so long, you start to think you're ugly. They call you stupid for so long, you start to think you're stupid. They talk about how short you are, so you are forever limited to your stature. So you don't think of yourself being big at any time, but always small. If you can open your Bible with me, the Gospel of Mark, and starting at verse 40, you're going to see that there's a man there that has leprosy. And this man's condition has labeled his life. Oftentimes, we're born with our height, our stature, our complexion. We did not choose it. But yet people choose how to treat us because of our height and our complexion or where we are born or how our hair is groomed. They talk about people wearing glasses, call them four eyes. I don't call people four eyes no more since I wear glasses. You know, uh, I, I thought when you talked about somebody's glasses, you know, we just talked about how you look goofy. But now I realize I got to wear glasses so I can see. There's nothing wrong with it. But yet when we treated people because they had something that we did not have, when we assumed because they had this that we're better than them. Uh, because you are bigger than me, there's something wrong with your body type. Since I'm smaller than you, that's how I used to be like me. We get accustomed because we want people to be like us because we think we're all that in a bag of chips. But I, I want you to grab this, that God made everybody. And he made us all special. You're not better than anybody else. You're just as good. Because everything God made was good. In the Gospel of Mark, first chapter. Chapter uh, of sermon, first chapter, starting at verse 40, it says, There's now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him, and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. And as soon as he had spoken immediately, the leprosy left him, and he was cleansed. I want to deal with the subject matter here this morning, compassion to clean. 
imagine you are this leper. And society for leprosy has these situations at this time. According to the law of Moses, if you are found to have leprosy, you are now expelled from the community. You're no longer part of the worshiping community because you're found ceremonially unclean, not morally unclean, not that he did anything wrong, but because of his condition, he is ceremonially unclean. And he has to live outside the camp. He, he can't be in with the other people. Sometimes you might have been like that, that because of your height, you got chose last to play basketball. Or because of your weight, you got chose last to be on a team because you weren't fast enough. Be, because of your condition, people chose to keep you on the outside. And so sometimes it might've, you might have been that child that just never wanted to go outside for recess. That never wanted to go out somewhere because you knew that because of your condition, because of how you were born, because how people treated you, you're trying to hide from them. You don't want to look that way. You don't want to feel that way. I was talked about so much growing up myself that I start to wake up in the morning and did not want to go to school. I would try to make a sickness to my mom. My mom was a boy, get him to go to school. My mom didn't fall for it because I had to go to school anyway. But if I had an asthma attack, I got my way. But I couldn't fake a temperature. I couldn't fake being ill. I would try to all my might because some days it just got hard on me that they talked about me. They, they talked about how my lip is big. I used to say it was, but my lip has not changed. It's still big if they still say so. And I would look in the mirror and then I, I would see nothing but a big lip. And I would get so consumed with this big lip that I would feel that my big lip made me ugly. And because it made me ugly, I I feel that I shouldn't be looked upon as being cute or being handsome. But when I come home, my mother tells me how handsome her boy is. How cute her boy is. But I said, Mama's supposed to say that. But my friends, they tell me how ugly I am. And so I'll go to school feeling ugly. But come home to my mom feeling pretty. But when I went out to the people I wanted to accept me, they were the ones who rejected me. This man was being rejected because of his outward appearance. And because of his outward appearance, when he's walking around in the community and people all around, he has to cover his mustache and say, unclean, unclean. And now his outward confession becomes his inward complexion. He seemed to be unclean. He feels unclean. He has to dress unclean. He has to now wear morning clothing. Morning clothing is ripped clothing. He no longer has his head covered, but his head is exposed. His hair is unkept. He cannot look clean. He has to show himself unclean. Have you been there that you know you're unclean and you show yourself unclean? Let me help you out. You know you did wrong. And you feel bad about it. So you start being depressed about it. You stop washing up like you used to. You don't get your hair done as much as you used to. You don't cut your nails and get a manicure as much as you used to. You don't wash your car like you used to. You start feeling bad about yourself. You don't do the things that you used to do. You feel unclean. You tell people you're unclean. You act unclean. This man is Labeled unclean because of a disease that he has, a disease he did not choose, but a disease that came upon him. 
But yet, at the same time, he heard of a man who was doing some awesome things. This man was speaking and people were being healed. This man was, was touching people and fevers were leaving them. He was saying and demons were being expelled. He heard about this man. And so, in, in front of all the community, people that no longer talk to him, people that no longer communicate with him, because he had to say unclean, because in the Middle Eastern time, in the tradition, that when you greeted somebody, they will hug you. But they did no longer want to touch this man. Have you ever gone a month, a year, without somebody touching you? It's hard to imagine, isn't it? Not a high five, not a handshake. Not just somebody brushing against you on the subway. You, you just don't have anybody touching you. Imagine this man was married and he had a wife and kids and all of a sudden those kisses are gone. Those hugs from those kids are gone. The little pats on the backs are gone. He's gone now with no more touch. No more communication. No more a part of society. He's an outcast. Imagine you as we get to celebrate Black History Month and we just celebrate Martin Luther King and the Civil Rights Movement. Imagine how we still were segregated. Imagine that because of your skin color, you didn't choose your skin color, but because you had that skin color, you can't drink out of this fountain. You can't eat at this restaurant. You cannot go to this school. You, you can't show up here all because of how you look. This man, because of his condition, was segregated was put outside in the community because of his condition. But yet this man still had hope. He had hope that there's a cure. He had hope that my life can be changed. He had hope, and his hope was coming his way. Because he is, Jesus was moving. It says here, early in the text, in the record, it says that Jesus left Peter's house to go in prayer. And then after he got done with praying, he went to say, we got to go to other cities to preach the message. You see, Jesus knew the, the power of prayer and the purpose of prayer because through his prayer, he let the disciples know, hey, we got to be on a moving business. Uh, we can't just stay here and do so much, but we, I got to go and preach throughout Galilee. I'm glad that Jesus is in the moving business because he's moving towards this man. And this man is moving towards Jesus. It says that he's coming to Jesus. And so imagine this, that he's saying unclean, unclean, as he's coming through, looking in his rat-a-tat clothes and looking unkept and having sores and boils and all kinds of disease on his skin all over his body. People are fanning away. I, I, I'm not going to get near this unclean man, so I'll be unclean. I, I'm not going to touch this man. I'm not going to go near this man. But yet Jesus stands there. Seeing this man coming his way, you too can come to Jesus no matter how you look, no matter how many people talk about you, no matter how many people push you away. Jesus will still stand there with his arms open. Come on. Come on. And so this man is still coming. And how did this man come? He came confessing. We need to come to Christ confessing our condition. What was his condition? I'm unclean. He comes confessing his uncleanness. And then he realized that I got to come humble to Jesus. Come confess and come humble. He came to him and he said he bowed down before him. He bowed down before him. He bowed down before him. Have you bowed down before Jesus? Have you submitted yourself to his call? Have you submitted yourself to his will? Not your will, but 
his will. Because look how he asks. He says, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Other translation says, if you desire, you can make me clean. This man can't realize my will is to be clean, but if it's your will. Can I, can I preach this for a moment? I, I know I want to be clean, but if you want to clean me. I, 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 want you to see, I want you to see this here. Oftentimes we're in conditions that we did not choose for ourselves and we want to get out of them, but maybe you're supposed to be in it. This man was willing to accept this. He says, hey, if you desire. He didn't question Jesus. says, can you? Are you able to? He says, if you desire, you can. Talk to me if you will. Knowing that it's possible, but yet it's still possible I may still leave in my same condition. Maybe you have me in this condition for a purpose. Maybe I am in this situation to minister to somebody else. Maybe I'm in this situation to let somebody else know that, look, there's still hope. Don't give up living. Maybe I'm in this place, this place right here, right now, to tell somebody else about Jesus. This man was in the condition. He was willing to stay in this condition, but also he was willing to submit to what Jesus would say. Now, I talked about before this man went without touching. But yet somebody touched him. Said Jesus touched him. Jesus desires to touch your life. Jesus desired to be close and intimate with you. He didn't say, get away from me, you unclean, whatever, but he touched him. So it lets you know that this man of leprosy got close enough to Jesus for Jesus to touch him. I want to let you understand that some of us need to get close to Jesus so he can touch us. We try to stay away. We don't want to get too close because we don't want our condition to be exposed. But go ahead. Because we already know your condition. You can't hide it from Jesus. He already knows your condition. You probably can't hide it from your friends because they already know your condition. But when you get close to Jesus, you can expose your condition. You can say, Jesus, I know you can heal me. And so this man comes and Jesus touches him. And then he says he spoke. The healing didn't come from the touch. But yet first the touch was healing to his heart. He went without compassion, touch of affection, a hug. Studies show that ch- children in impoverished countries do, do not die primarily because of hunger, but because of lack of love. Because the babies would just be staying there crying, would not get picked up. And so they would die quicker because of lack of affection. Have you ever held a child? And see how a child would just nuzzle up into your breast? Just hug there and just stay there all comfortable and quiet just because they feel that touch. Or why babies hug up in blankets because they want affection, they want touch, they like stuff touching their face. That's why they like peekaboo so much because they just like stuff covering their face. You know, if you touch their face, they, they move around because they want to get close to whatever is touching them. We should get close to Jesus let him touch us. And when he touches us, it gives us a sense of love, a sense of respect, a sense of affection. And then Jesus speaks to his condition. His condition is he's unclean. Jesus is moved with compassion when he sees this man come to him. And Jesus' great compassion moved him to clean this man. So Jesus says, I am willing. 
be cleansed. And I like how the text puts it. As soon as he's spoken, immediately. As soon as he's spoken, immediately. As soon as he's spoken, immediately. What is that saying here? It means before the sentence and the sound left, everybody see this man was healed. As soon as he was spoken, immediately. The power and the authority of Jesus. That he can touch us to relate with us. He related to this man in his uncleanness. Jesus related to this man in a condition that he was in. Everybody else moved away. Everybody else would not touch him. But Jesus touched him. I'm glad that Jesus will touch me in my wickedness. Am I talking to somebody here? I'm glad that Jesus will talk to me when I'm feeling bad about myself. I'm glad that Jesus will talk to me when everybody else says I'm stupid, I'm dumb, I'm ugly, I'm worth nothing. I'm glad that Jesus will touch me, talk to me, if you will. You see, Jesus knows how to communicate to us. He does not judge us because of our outward condition, because Jesus sees so much more than that. He does not see the limitations we have in our body. He does not see the complexion of our skin. He does not see the height nor your stature, but he sees your heart. And so this man come and yelling unclean. Jesus was past the unclean part and his clothes. Jesus was looking at this man's heart. And Jesus knew why this man was coming. And Jesus was standing there willing, moved with compassion to clean this man. Jesus touched the man. Then he spoke to the man. And the man was cleansed. And what I like is the reaction from this man once he was cleansed. Jesus straightly informed him to go and do as obedient to the law of Moses and go and and do the testimony of saying yourself clean. But this man was so excited. This man was so overjoyed that he went and told anybody and everybody about this man, Jesus, that cleansed him. And it got and it became such big news. That is that Jesus could no longer publicly just go into places. It says that his popularity grew. This says a couple of things to me. That a lot of people knew about this leper. Because they knew about if he healed this leper. Because there weren't any known cures for leprosy. You, oftentimes you see leprosy and somebody healed it was because of a miracle. There was a king that they came to him by name and said, can you make him heal? And he says, who am I, God, to cleanse this man of leprosy? This king realized that, look, man, there's nothing but an act of God that can heal this man. You see here that this man was letting everybody know that God is moving here on earth. How is God moving here on this earth? God came in flesh or form. He was born in a manger. And out of this manger, he grew in wisdom and stature to go and preach the gospel of God. Tell him to repent for the kingdom of God is near. It said he went to make the lame to walk, the blind to see. He was rebuking demons. And we find him here in the text here that he healed a man of leprosy. This man was so healed of leprosy that he went to make his life a testimony. I want you to understand when you come to Christ. With whatever unclean condition in your heart, whatever it is, you know what it is. I don't need to list them off. You know what it is. And you take it to Jesus. Say, Jesus, cleanse me. And then when you walk away, you tell people how he cleansed you. 
Because when he cleanses you, he does not cleanse you just for you to sit there and act like nothing happened. When he cleanses you, he wants you to go and let your life be a testimony. He wants you to go and tell somebody else that, look, I was in a condition that nobody else could help me, but I called on the name of Jesus. And when I called on the name of Jesus, it seemed that things started changing in my life. My hands became new. My feet became new. I started walking differently. I had a new testimony. My first testimony was I'm in a woeful condition. Nobody is talking to me anymore. Nobody's acting with me anymore. But when I called on Jesus, he touched me. He spoke to me. I'm glad that Jesus can change my condition when he's willing and able. Hallelujah. I realize God is not my will to be done, but your will to be done. And when you speak in my life, I'll be ready. I said I'll be ready. I'll be ready to receive whatever you have for me. If you'll make me clean, I'll be clean. If you make me to walk, I'll walk. And I'll go tell it, and I'll go tell it to everybody I know to let them know that Jesus, he is not dead, but he's alive, alive. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. I'm glad that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father because he's looking down right now, interceding on our behalf. What's your problem? What keeps you from coming, confessing to Jesus? What keeps you from becoming unclean? Let down your pride. Let down your pride and humble yourself and just come. And just come. And just come confessing your sins. Humble yourself before him. And he's willing (laughs) and he's able. I I believe the record says while he was on the cross uh, and they nailed him to the cross, uh, they stretched him wide. uh, They were mocking him. uh, They were telling him, come on down. But Jesus was still up on the cross and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. You are in a condition and you do not know what to do. You're in a condition. You don't know how you got there. But I'm here to tell you this morning that Jesus, he can bring you out no matter what state of life you're in. He can bring you out. He can make you clean. He can clean. The choir sings a song. Won't he make you clean? Inside. You see, he does not just deal with what's on the outside, but he'll speak to your inside. He'll change your heart. He'll change your mind. And that will change your outward condition. Because when you allow other people to label you because of your outward condition, you're letting yourself be limited to what the eyes see. But I believe in Proverbs, it says, lean not unto your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. I believe we get excited. We say, I will walk by faith and not by sight. So I want to encourage you that when others come and tell you what you cannot do, 
Let them know that I have somebody that speaks for my life. He is the author and the finisher of my faith. So I'm going to keep on running. I'm going to keep on talking until he tells me, well done, my good and faithful servant. So I'm going to hold on to God's unchanging hands. I'm going to trust him and trust him through and through. I will call out to him in my uncleanness, nor only he can make me clean. Because he has the compassion to clean you. So whatever condition you're in, he can cleanse you. He can take a skin condition that had this man in the, in the outside. But Jesus' touch and speech brought him inside. So if you think you're outside of a problem and you can't solve it, you think the problem is too big to be resolved. Is there anything too po- impossible for God? Is anything too hard for God? Since all things are possible, whatever it is you're going through, take it to Jesus. Take it to Jesus. And come with the same confession. Lord, if you're willing, let thy will be done. In my life. Be like Jesus and Garnica said to me, Lord, not my will, but your will. Be willing to accept his will. And you'll have peace. And you'll have joy. Knowing it's God's will moving in your life. Inspire what other people tell you. Talk to him. And let him speak to you. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Father, right now we pray. Lord, we come confessing, Lord. Whatever condition we're dealing with, Father, we think we can't overcome. Whatever condition we feel is stopping us from drawing closer to you and having a relationship with you, Lord, we confess it right now. Lord, we want to draw nigh to you, and you will draw nigh unto us. Father, we surrender all to you and ask you, Father, Lord, to show us how to live a life, that we walk away chains and we live a changed life, that we don't go back to the condition we were in, where we walk, Father, in newness and in faith in you. Father, there's someone here who does not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Father, we thank you that your word says that you loved us enough. You sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, and that whoever believes in him shall not perish. So, Father, Lord, I pray right now for them, Lord, that they come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. So every head bowed, every eyes closed. If that's you, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and say, we want to lead you in this prayer. God knows your heart. He knows your heart. Just say, dear Lord Jesus. That's right. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sin and you rose again from the grave. And I thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And I invite you to come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. Amen.